I listen to the diaries because it sparks ideas for new adventures. Whether it is an episode about an epic adventure or a backyard micro-adventure, I start thinking about my next adventure. I'm inspired by the people and their stories to go a little farther and dig a little deeper. If you want to add more spark to your adventurous ideas, consider subscribing to the Diaries Plus today. I'm Crystal, a longtime listener from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. Thanks to everyone who has subscribed to the Diaries Plus. It's been awesome, and you're powering the show as we move into the future. If you're interested in subscribing today, there's a link in the show notes. Please join. Now, on to the show. Coconut water with a splash of pineapple. Gatorade, any color. Maybe the flavor that looks like antifreeze. It's probably terrible for me, but F it. Or, I guess I could go with a ginger kombucha, floaters and all. A lemonade. A pomphamous liqueur. Ice water. A bottomless root beer from a fizzy soda machine. Better yet, a real beer. An IPA. Or a Rainier. Yeah, any of those things in mass quantity. Hopefully, they'll be so cold that I get an ice cream headache. Instead, I'll just have a few sips of the tepid water that's semi-accessible at the top of the hall bag. Surrounded by a sea of granite, I'm thirsty. Granite, granite everywhere, and nothing, much, to drink. I can't believe that I'm on El Cap, the freaking captain, and I'm thinking about drinking. But here I am, thirsty. If you're thirsty, you're probably already dehydrated. At least that's what they say. Those perfect people who always have a clean, happily colored, reusable adult sippy bottle on hand. Those people who pee clearly, regularly. Those people who scold me for cranking through a day of work and forgetting to sip off my adult sippy bottle, which I've probably lost. I mean it, I just totally forget to drink. Most often, I only realize that I'm thirsty when someone offers me a drink. My friend Jesse Bushy brought up climbing El Cap. I didn't even know I wanted to do it until he suggested it. But when someone like Jesse asks you to do something like El Cap, you say yes. A true Vermonter at heart, Jesse subsists solely off of Cabot cheese and actually has maple syrup running in his veins. He's a blacksmith. He hunts boar with a spear. He tracks deer. He has hammers and anvils tattooed on his forearms. He has mitts of steel. He's climbed El Cap many times and is a classic hard man, seemingly from another time, who seeks out the hardest version of anything and does it better than anyone, all with a smile and with style. My husband Charlie and I have been close friends with Jesse and his lady Emily Turner for 15 years now. Seven years of sunny Tahoe days spent adventuring and slow Tahoe nights spent eating homemade pizza and drinking wine in never-ending conversation has forged a friendship between all of us that never seems to weaken despite miles and busy lives. Even though Jesse is younger than me, I look up to him. Yes, as a climber, but mainly because he's a principled, kind-hearted, hard-working, creative individual. If I could even be a little bit like him, I'd be winning in life. And so I said yes, 
Yes, I will climb the captain with you, Jesse. I mean, I'll try to climb the captain with you. Yes. I've spent the last 17 years of my life climbing, but I haven't spent much time in Yosemite. On my few visits there, I've done a little bit of cragging, I've gotten a few days in of bouldering, and I climbed a really tall tree in the meadow once, which was sweet. But I had spent exactly zero days on the really big stuff. Was climbing El Cap even something I wanted? It's definitely sick looking. Any climber worth their stones would agree with that. Could I do it? I mean, I'm definitely not Jesse's equal in terms of physicality, but maybe I could do it. I figured that I should at least try. I became thirsty for it. My binge of preparation ensued. I ran Seattle City Stairs in the morning. Fitz took me out a few times to teach me how to aid climb. I solicited long belays on a few classic Northwest aid pitches for my friend Isaiah. I spent a lot of time on the dreaded tread wall. Climbed outside as much as I could in the few dry windows we had. Becca belayed me up plastic classics at the gym, and I made really good friends with the auto belay in order to knock out as much vert as I could. I read old books and new books about big walls. I freaked out a little bit. I pored over trip reports. I watched YouTube videos on technique, lowering out, pendulums. I set up systems for my garage ceiling. I asked experienced friends for advice and got everything from spreadsheets to high fives. Jesse suggested that I pump iron, so I did that too. I wonder if he actually meant that I should eat iron. I didn't do that. Hmm. Maybe I should have. Shit. After a long, wet spring, Jesse called to say that there was finally a weather window. No rain in the forecast, but it was supposed to be pretty damn hot. Hmm. Not ideal, but no matter. Iron Man Jesse Bushy had called. I got into my van and drove south to meet him in Tahoe and head down to the valley. I pounded water and other liquids for the entire 13 hours to Tahoe. The van has a giant tank, but evidently I don't. I probably pulled over about 20 times to pee. Whatever happened, I was going to start this thing well hydrated. We pulled off on the side of the road near the trail to the base of El Cap, and after a solid hour of organizing, bagging up food, triple checking gear, and packing up the haul bag, we made our way to the base. Jesse's typical program is to get to the base, sleep for an hour, and then get moving before the sun and other mere mortals are willing to get up. I took off my shoes, flipped up my hood, and curled up in the dirt to sleep. Somehow, Jesse was already snoring. I was so excited and anxious that I just laid there, listening to the night sounds in the valley. A sleepless hour later, at 2.30 a.m., we stepped off the ground. Let me get a soul clap. 
Okay, truth time. Jesse thinks that putting a small rock in your mouth while exercising makes you not have to drink water. He uses this tactic while on self-guided, cross-country, marathon-length runs around Tahoe. It works, he says very seriously. Indians did it. I asked him once if there was a type of rock that worked best. Preferably one that someone hasn't pissed on, he said. Noted. It was amazing to me how busy I felt the entire time on the wall. No real time to snap pictures of the blaze, that's for sure. Getting into the hall bag seemed like a mega time suck. We traded blocks of leads, and yes, he did more. And we gulped down our allotment of liquids when we met up at the blaze. I noticed he didn't have a rock in his mouth. He was thirsty too, but he drank less than me and climbed better. That's classic Jesse Bushy for you. We came upon an extremely slow party for the five pitches before Dolt Tower. We hung for an extra hour or so at those belays and couldn't really find a way to pass. When we did get climbing, I was really slowing down. I just couldn't drink enough. There was this gross cakey crap all over my lips, so thick that I could kind of bite it off. The wind had picked up and it felt like it was sucking any moisture I had right out of me. I started cramping all over, but my hands were the main issue. All of a sudden, I had rigid dragon claws instead of my functional human hands. I worked to peel the fingers of one hand open with the almost unusable fingers of the other, just to release any gear I had grabbed. I knew I was going really slow. Turns out, dragons aren't very good climbers. The pitch before Dolt, Jesse looked at me and said, I think we should bail. He is a guy of few words. I nodded. We chatted about the traffic on the pitches in front of us, my cramping, and the fact that we were just moving too darn slow. With the knowledge that we would wrap down in the morning, Jesse buttoned up the last pitch before our bivy and I jugged behind. I was sad, a little relieved, worried that I had let Jesse down, but mostly I was just tired. At Dolt, we drank down liquid so hard it almost hurt. I think I drank an entire gallon of half Gatorade, half water in one push. After a dinner of hard-boiled eggs and macadamia nuts, we fell asleep, sandwiched between the other four people that we had been sandwiched between on the wall all day. Throughout the night, I straightened my legs. They cramped. I folded them up. They cramped. I was exhausted and fitful, but somehow, in a place I never thought I'd be, I still slept amazingly. I woke up to golden light. This truly was a magical place. I blinked my eyes a few times and thought that I saw a unicorn dancing in the meadow below us. Jesse quietly got the ropes organized for our rappel, and I sorted the gear that we had been too tired to deal with the night before. We left most of our water for other thirsty climbers, packed up the hall bag, and backed off the ledge towards the ground. At Curry Village, I bought all of the drinks I had fantasized about on the wall. We drank them down by the river and jumped in to cool off. From our swim spot, I could see our bivy and I wished that we had gone higher. Even on the ground, El Cap was still making me thirsty. 
Back in Seattle, I've been thinking a lot about the 30 or so hours that I got to spend on the captain with Jesse. The selective amnesia kicks in. When I was up there thirsting, didn't I say to myself that I didn't want to try this again? I don't know. I can't remember. I mean, next fall is a good ways off. If I get some more adventures in the Cascades under my belt, and if we can get a few cooler temps and less traffic on the route, I bet we can do it. But maybe Jesse doesn't even want to try it with me again. That would solve my indecision. Then I hear a text come in. It's Jesse. When you want to try again. And just like that, I'm thirsty. I'm Anya Miller, and this is my short. Thank you.